0: I'm Jen.
1: And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And this week we've got a very special delicious treat for you.
0: We did a panel called Making Friends in Geek Spaces and we asked our friends to be on it. And I tell you what, it was just a hoot and a half.
1: So we're going to share these hoots with you. And thank you, by the way, to our panelists who's Jamie, where you can find at Calamity Jamie on Twitter. Maya, who you cannot find on Twitter, but you can find them on Tumblr, which is LeGarageVergeTumblr dot I really don't know how to say it. We'll put the link in the in the dingus. And then at and then Cahill, who is at heels, but w- between every letter there's an underscore. The most
0: annoying Twitter handle
1: ever. Yes. Of all time, but one of the best humans ever. Uh, So yeah, so we picked them because they're wonderful friends of ours, and you should listen to them. Uh, And they uh, each provided their own wonderful, unique perspective on what it means to make friends in geek spaces. Um, Also, we on this episode, spoilers, there's a big announcement, we announced that we're gonna do a Kickstarter. (laughs) whoa,
2: whoa, what? Pew, oh, pew, I,
1: meow, meow, meow. I don't know why I was a cat and an uh, air horn at the same time. doesn't matter. What's important is that the first week of October, we're hoping, we're going to be launching our Kickstarter, and it's going to be a pack of really cute little postcards that you send to your friends. Postcard set. The Friendship Postcard set. You love it. You love this shit. You can't wait. You can't wait to get your hands on our cards. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That's all I had. <laughs> okay, so uh, go ahead and, and listen to this. And then uh, you can ask us questions for Friendshiping next week. And you can find us at ask.fm slash do friendship. And you can also find us at Twitter at do friendship. So go ahead and do friendship at this episode that is the audio recording of our Making Friends in Geek Spaces panel at PAX West friendship between humans has many benefits but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits do friendship at the problem hey everybody we are are you ready because we are now yeah okay cool Thank you. Um, I'd like to remind you to put your phones on silent, mostly because, so my microphone was right on top of my phone, and then like five text messages came in, and that would have been very embarrassing if we'd already started the panel. So uh, check... Check your phones. All right, so this is Making Friends in Geek Spaces, and I would like to hand uh, off the, the torch to Jenjamin Button, uh, Jen Bain, uh, who is my counterpart at Cards Against Humanity and the counterpart of my heart, and she's going to tell you, oh, oh shut up, you know we're cute. It's not, it's not a surprise. Uh, so Jen is going to uh, talk about uh, what we're doing, why we're here, and uh, why we're so excited to see you.
0: Thank you, Trin. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Can you hear me okay? Thanks. I just got a million nods. Thank you. So, I'm Jen. I work at Cards Against Humanity with Trin. And the reason I'm doing this panel well, the personal reason I'm doing it is because this is like my eighth or seventh or eighth PAX, and I am forever indebted to Trin for teaching me how to do friendship at a big, overwhelming convention. Um, Will you raise your hand if this is your first PAX? Oh, wow. (gasps) Welcome to Fox. That's awesome. Yay. Welcome. We are so happy that you're here. That's awesome. So the reason we do this panel is because we are all here for a reason. The reason we have... Because we all participate in nerd culture in some way, we work in the industry or we just enjoy games or we like really sweaty crowds, whatever (laughs) your reason. Uh, And that makes for a really good, easy way to make friends. But there are still barriers in place when it comes to doing friendship at PAX. And I want to add the disclaimer that although this panel is called Making Friends in Geek Spaces, the alternate title could also be Making Friends or Not. Or keeping time and, you know, avoiding people in geek spaces. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, that is very important, and we're going to talk about that as well.
1: So I would like to go through and introduce everybody. I'm going to start with Maya Coleman.
2: I like not making friends.
1: (laughs) Uh, Maya is the uh, community manager, event director, and just uh, the glue that holds wolf, goat, and cabbage together. Did I say all the nouns in the correct order?
2: Goat, go, go uh, fuck, goat wolf. I cabbage,
1: have <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which is the company that makes Secret Hitler. It's okay I'm to swear. I'm this sorry. is
2: uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, you're you're are allowed there, to swear. Are there, are there baby children? I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, cool.
1: I don't cool. know if this
3: is flagged 18 plus. We're,
1: we're, There'll be gentle swearing, like like a little paprika on the top of the conversation. Paprika like, <laughs> gentle. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sorry, okay.
1: Uh, so, uh, I met them... Uh, Maya uh, when uh, they were uh, hired at Wolf go- <laughs> go- Goat, go Wolf, Goat Cab- Wolf Cabbage <laughs> uh, and uh, they came into this job with a variety of experience that uh, was j- just all the little pieces needed to be put together and for a while Maya was kind of like my events padawan and now she has risen into a Jedi or-, or Sith, really whichever way you want to go Maya it's totally okay with me, master uh, and uh, they are going to be Joining me on a few panels this, this weekend, so that and uh, I think okay, that, yeah, they're great.
2: Yeah. Sorry, I like Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Nice. It's okay.
1: Maya, if you want to say like a sentence or two about yourself before I move on to Kahil, oh, that cool. is a thing you can do. Hello, hello, hi. It's
2: a lot of people. Um, can,
4: can you show I, us the back of your sorry, phone? What? Oh, I okay. think that's just a good like This intro. will be part of
2: it. So yeah. before I get to the back of my phone, yeah. I'm incredibly introverted. Um, most of my friends are on the internet, and I like it that way. Um, this is my phone. It says yeah. no, because that's my general aesthetic. <laughs> um, it also has Fuzzberta, which is my favorite internet guinea pig.
1: Yeah. Give <laughs> it up for Fuzzberda! Fuzzberda.
2: Um If She's you like nerd pig. things, Fuzzberta does a lot of cosplay. Um, including Star Wars cosplay. She was a different Star Wars character every hour for May 4th. It was great. That's awesome. Um, I think right now I'm ranked 247th in the world for Crossy Road. I'm impressed. Yeah, my high score is 1,426. (laughs) I'm really good at Crossy Road. (laughs) I also play Overwatch. I'm a Mercy (laughs) main.
1: Uh, and now we're moving onward towards Cahill White, who's a friend of mine. Yeah. For many years, um, we met, uh, I was a volunteer at c 2 e which is a, a show in uh, Chicago, and we met at a bar and we accidentally ordered the exact same thing. Like the drink, the food, the alterations, the whole thing. Uh, and then we uh, started fighting over it, saying, the if anybody's a Farscape fan, which, who knows. Uh, we're being like, my side, your side, my side, your side, uh, in this booth. And it was really cute. And you had to be there to know actually how cute it and was. And then we became friends. It was good. <laughs>
3: it, was, it was pretty good. I like it. It was real good.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Kiel, if you'd like to say a few words about yourself, that'd be wonderful.
3: Uh, I like video games and friendship. I've known Trin for like s- a while. Yeah. A, a while now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I used to work on PAX, actually, as well. So I used to do a, a, a whole did. bunch of things. That's how I met Jamie via PAX that's okay that's how our friendship (laughs) (laughs) i like video games a whole bunch too yeah
4: great Oh, uh
1: and then uh jamie is next uh jamie i met because she walked into uh, a cards against humanity booth that we had three years ago and we called it the murder box uh because it was big and it was very dangerous and I, i don't understand how somebody was not crushed to death Anyway, uh, so she walked in there, and it was as though a sunlight beam just descended through the murder box and (laughs) onto my face, and just, like, just the very glory of her positivity and positive energy was just a beautiful moment. I will never forget it. I'm replacing my entire LinkedIn profile. (laughs) Just, like, the whole thing. (laughs) I'm just I don't need
4: job experience. (laughs) Just, like, (laughs) sunlight descended into the murder box please
1: hire me. <laughs> if you ever need a letter of recommendation, that'd yeah, be like my yeah, first no. line. <laughs>
4: yeah, all I'm doing. Okay, I'm Jamie. Uh, I look like a robot right now because I got in a stupidly small car accident last week and my neck decided to stop working this week. But that's okay because I'm at PAX and I'm friendshipping. I'm super <laughs> excited about it.
2: Yay! Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, basically, like, everybody... Like, I have... Some of my closest friends in the entire world in this room, and I know all of them because of PAX and because of friendshipping. So, this is a topic very near and dear to my heart, and I'm really, really excited to talk to you guys about
1: it. So, yay, friendship! Yay. Oh, yeah. Jen. I Jenna. met you, Jen. <laughs> Jen, I met you years ago at C two E two, and I was standing at the top of an escalator in McCormick Place in Chicago, which is the anus of the United States of
0: America. <laughs> it's not a great convention Not center. Chicago. Chicago's great.
1: Yeah,
4: but this McCormick specific place. place we were was Just not a great place. Terrible. I mean, butts are great, but
1: you know, then the anus of <laughs> they, they just stinky, dirty, not knees. good. Not, not uh, and are. I was wearing a piece of N7 armor that had been <laughs> uh, just like kind of uh, gunked up because I was kind of half cosplaying Legion and, uh, and Jen got the reference and Jen came to me and said, Garrus? And I said, Garrus, <laughs> and uh, our, our OTPs are the same and you know once you have that kind of connection that's something that never goes away Jen would you like to take it from here <laughs> <laughs> Whew, okay
0: how long do we have <laughs> um, and I g- gave Trin a little nod like you know Garris like we had this instant friend connection and then I started to walk away with uh, a friend of mine named Max and Max goes man Trin's great we should hire her and I was like, oh, yeah, oh my god, totally, totally. And then we find he did hire her at Cards Against Humanity. And the angels her. sing.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh. Great. Cool. So um, throughout these introductions, um, we've all been talking a little bit about what we do as nerds. I, I, Maya is into Crossy Road. uh, Kiel's into video games. Uh, (laughs) Jamie's about PAX, and uh, Jen and I are about Mass Effect and a variety of things. Uh, One of the things I feel that gets in the way of people making friends in geek spaces of all kinds, whether it's PAX or anywhere else, uh, is cred checking, is gatekeeping, is this understanding that if you don't have the same knowledge base as me, that means you're not a real nerd or a real geek, which is like so... Stupid. That's how it makes me feel. It's Uh, It's the worst. So what we like to do to start these panels is um, everybody is going to announce one of their nerd sins, Uh, something that uh, they feel is unforgivable, something that they feel uh, will uh, just just spurn the masses from them. Uh, And Jen, yours is my favorite, and I would love it if you would start with your nerd sin. This is going to make people so angry i mean
0: but I deal with it nice. okay jen it's okay thank you all right here it is i've never seen any star trek <gasps> Me oh either. oh wow me
1: neither like at all yeah, yeah. Like. wait
0: yeah uh, thank you I, c- I really appreciate the reluctant like winces like that was really nice of you not to like oh no one got up and left that's pretty good, that's good. yeah yeah we're already on the path to friendship we
4: for doing good. Mine's actually almost like beyond even nerd. It's like an American culture sin. What? I have never
1: seen any Simpsons. You've never any. Oh, that's fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> fine. Uh, I will I, still be your friend, just I, so I you know, have, in case anyone else <laughs> here
1: I've recently
4: asked because, like, once you get to my age, where do you start? <laughs> like, how? And it's the same with Star Trek for me. I don't yeah. have a problem with it, but like, you can't just. Start at episode one. Like where do you go? So you have to have a guide. I've, I have found my Simpsons guide The good news is that I have found my Simpsons guide, but like it's okay You don't have to you don't have to have seen them
3: all.
1: Well, we all accept you either way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you How about you heels? Uh,
3: last time I admitted that I had never seen like I don't enjoy dunes so I admitted last time I'll continue going down this path. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't enjoy dune at like all. The books? The books, the oh, movies, the like movie none of it. so, just, such trash. No, yeah, like, <laughs> I never, I can't.
1: Uh, okay, so, listen, we're not gonna yuck anybody's yum. <laughs>
2: oh, no, no, no,
3: no, no. like,
2: it's, it's the kind of trash that you can't stop watching, and the soundtrack is Toto, and it's just honestly garbage, but I love it. Oh, so you
1: mean, like, the good, ki- the Tumblr garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: oh, got oh, yeah. it. Like, the whole Doom movie is like a, a meme. Grade A Tumblr garbage? Meme, the first meme. Oh, okay, oh, maybe I'll have to go another shot yeah, nowadays. Sure. Uh, but, it's I crazy. have never seen Blade Runner.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and I, yes, love dystopian sci fi stuff and like Harrison that was, Ford. Mm. that was a good one. I
0: saw some looks of horror.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm sorry. I, I like felt weird in the back of my knees for a second.
0: <laughs> Trin just faints. <laughs> I,
1: that's, that's when you know it gets good. Yeah, Somebody in the audience
0: I'm
3: ashamed. Like, I'm sorry.
2: Don't be ashamed. Maya, could you please enlighten us with your nerd sins? Right, yes. Um, I think Matt Smith is the worst doctor.
1: I am okay
2: with
3: that. <laughs> I am okay with that. Yeah,
2: he ruined Doctor Who for me. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We're
0: all learning a lot about each I'm other up here. Yeah. Trin's fine. She'll be fine. Yeah. I actually
4: stopped watching Doctor Who
0: with the whole Rose arc because I
4: was just like,
3: Ugh. guys, I, I think, we, I think, think know, we, we, just we, we can't, can't do this. We can't do this. <laughs>
4: Stop. <laughs> I have you many shut feelings. It down. Shut it down. Right. Okay. We're shut done with down. the nerd sins. We can't go too far. David we can only oh, do uh, like David, one David at a time.
1: Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my nerd sin, I have many. Um, but I have never played any Zelda game at all, like any of them.
3: <laughs> I got actual gasps. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: The gasps I need to right. play Blade Runner so now. Much. Not so bad. Thank you. It kind of
0: feels good to get your get it off your chest, yeah, right? It's
1: yeah, i like free. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, you know what I love
4: is almost every time we've done a confess your nerd sin, somebody else goes. Me too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Has anybody else never played a Zelda game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, my people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And what I'd actually love to do is, because I have a wireless mic, Um, if you would like to confess your nerd sin, I would love two really good nerd sins. Like
0: ones that'll make us be like, (gasps) oh. Like
1: if you don't think that we're going to cringe, put your hand down. (laughs) Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going right over here. I like it. how James like streams. Well,
2: okay, yeah. This is actually you again. and Jen in particular cringe. Oh, no. I have never
3: played a Mass Effect game.
1: We're, <gasps> we're done. We're done here.
3: <laughs> Pender, why? I need, a br- I need a moment.
2: Neither have I. <gasps> it's, fi- it's fine. No, it's fine. You will get to them. <laughs> my only video
4: game.
2: <laughs> uh, and uh, you're a nerd, nerd sin? Sin <laughs> Um I've I've never seen Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> it, it's it's
3: real good. It's real good.
1: I love how half the panel was like gonna vomit and then like me and Jen were like, Oh, oh. but the mass effects
3: you YouTube were like
1: oh.
3: Cruel angels thesis. <laughs>
1: Those were good. That was good. I'm not going to take any more because, like, we will make each other throw up. And, uh, and that's not how I want to start this. I'm close. I'm close. So, our right. Different panel. Cool. So, uh, now that we're talking about things that we, things we have in common, things we don't have in common, um, again, don't let those kinds of things get in the way of you making friends. Or do. Uh, but when you meet people... <laughs> <laughs> but when you do in fact meet people at conventions you can kind of like look around and say How do I even there are so many people what? Um, so I'd like to talk a little bit um, and especially to Cahill uh, here because um, you've had so many years um, working in events and, and industries like this um, when you are going out and you want to make a buddy what is the thing that you look for besides like a happy smile is it like maybe they're wearing an n7 shirt or like do you do you judge them based on the swag they wear there there are so many uh like what's the in
3: if they seem approachable another a really good technique actually is to have an extrovert friend with you and just drift off them perhaps they have a friend already with that person or some other friends you can make great connections that way i think at this point about 70% of my friends have been made via PAX or PAX-related circles, which is crazy when you think about it.
4: <laughs> oh, it's same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah same Absolutely. Like,
1: <laughs> Pax, crazy. PAX. 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 <laughs> Pax. Jamie Pax. is literally counting the people Pax. in the audience that she Pax. knows. PAX. 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 all Pax. of Jamie's Internet. friends, for coming to our panel. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's just internet, Pax.
1: I literally can't see a
4: person in this room that I'm friends with that I didn't meet through Pax or the internet.
1: Well, Jamie, if you want to run us through maybe uh, a conversation that you remember or maybe a conversation that you could imagine yourself having had the first time you meet a friend at Pax, how does that typically go? I like the easiest ins for me are what are you excited to see?
4: What are you most excited to see uh what have you seen that you yeah how's your packs going like super super simple people love to talk about what they love that is like my number one tip universally packs elsewhere people The easiest thing for somebody to talk about is what they love. And so make it like, give them that in. Um, Because they can geek out. We're here to geek out, right? So give them that like easy in. And if they mention something that you also like, boom. I watched, you know, so and so's. I just caught up on Griffin's Amiibo Corner. That's totally my favorite thing. (laughs) And then you're laughing for like half an hour about whatever. And if they don't mention something that you, you know, are particularly into, no big deal. Maybe you guys get on a different topic of conversation and find something in common. Maybe you don't, and that's okay too. Like, not every single person has to be like your new best friend. That's all also all right. Um, I find that like penny arcade pins, t-shirts. Like you see, oh, that person's wearing a diva t-shirt. Diva drives me crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna go talk to them about like, like bring it up. I I remember wearing. Um, way back in the day when i played tf2 wearing a medic shirt and people being like ah i hate that people never kill the medic first and it, like it would be my favorite thing to just be like ah it's the best and like being yeah. the total gremlin and like people know what a medic is so they they may not know you but they know a medic so they kind of know a little bit about you so kind of remember that like and and we have a note here that's like it's normal to feel like everybody hates you but like, oh yeah remember yeah. that We all have these these shared online experiences where we kind of know Overwatch. We kind of know the same language. So speak that language to each other. Speak, Speak the enthusiasm. Speak the geek out, right?
1: Uh, I, I like that you mentioned the, uh, we have a note that says, it's okay to feel like everybody hates you. I really want to hammer that home. Yeah. <laughs> like the idea of, uh, what, what do you call it, Jen? It's like social pre-regrets. Oh, yeah. We, I think Regret.
0: we call it the social hangover. Like the social anxiety yeah. hangover. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. <coughs> that happens to the nicest, smoothest people in the room. It Literally happens to Everybody everyone. that
4: you think is the coolest gets... Yeah. Social anxiety hangover. Uh, Everybody.
1: I, I would like the whole panel to think real quick. Think of a number. How many times do you think that you fucked up today oh just socially? Ten. Mine is, oh is definitely five to seven. What? I Mine think there are way do more many zeros
2: many <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a number. That's every time I do anything. <laughs> How long have
3: I been awake today? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's all the time. I put like I ordered room service last night and I put the tray out in the hallway and I was like, "Fuck! What if they don't know to come get this tray? Then I've just dirtied their hallway and I'll look like an (laughs) asshole." Like every time I do anything, (laughs) is a regret.
4: So rude for having a neck injury. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like people keep saying names that sound like Jamie which are a lot of names, and then I kind of awkwardly shuffle and people think that they accidentally got my attention.
1: It's a disaster. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. oh Jamie, there's somebody named Tim here who is just <laughs> screwing up. My, my name is Trin. Uh, and he's just screwing up my whole life. He's like, Tim, Tim, what's up? And I'm like, hey, uh,
2: oh. oh, not, not me.
4: <laughs> and it's fine. We all do it. Yeah. We all feel that social awkwardness, but that doesn't actually reflect on us as people. And that's okay. It's
1: okay. We're still good people and we're still good friends. One of the things that I think that the boundary that people cross the most, especially when they're meeting new people for the first time, uh, is understanding and accepting a soft no, Uh, because people are polite or they try to be. Uh, And one of the things that we do when we meet somebody and we're not quite sure how we can move forward, and they're like, "Oh, I want to make plans," and then you're like, "Okay, like maybe tomorrow?" Who knows? And then it's tomorrow, and like, "Maybe a few days from now." Uh, That's a soft no. Uh, And Jen, I would love for you to talk a little bit about this um and uh i i remember you have uh this this wonderful uh discussion of the first date versus the third date conversation and how that plays in uh with people saying no to you
0: yeah absolutely so uh a friend of mine who has like an enormous nerd community audience and a like gigantic following on, on Twitter and on their blog and everything, and uh, he mentioned to me that when he meets people at conventions, sometimes people connect so strongly with his work and things he's written that they want to have a third date conversation, meaning like they want to talk deeply about some of the, the darker themes in his book or they want to confess something very personal that's happened to them and you know it's very touching that people connect so strongly to his work, but it 's difficult because we just met we're just here, we're standing outside a PAX bathroom, and this is kind of awkward, and I need to go to my panel, and it's a little bit weird. So I think it's really important to make sure that you're having a first date conversation if you just met, or if you're at PAX, because people could be extremely overwhelmed, extremely busy, they could just want to go back to their hotel, There, there's no invalid reason for wanting to be left alone. And uh, in that case, I think it's really important to, like we were talking about, small talk. Small talk is kind of awkward, and <laughs> like no one likes, or no one really feels good. Does anyone here feel like they're good at small talk I
2: I am I am actually really good at it yeah
0: Trin's good at it Um, I had that's amazing wow I'm so glad I asked that that makes me feel really really good Um, and fuck you to the two people no I'm just kidding No, I'm just kidding. But um, small
1: talk is a skill. And it is a skill. And it's a necessary skill if you want to bridge into that third date conversation.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, we all suffer through small talk. But one th- one tip that was given to me was, and it sounds cheesy, but I've done it and it works. Pretend like you're on a podcast. Like when you're mingling, pretend like you're on a podcast and you will get to know this person uh, in a reserved but friendly way. And then, you know, maybe you'll end up like Terry Gross and you'll really get into the conversation. You have like a really deep conversation or maybe not like listen for the
1: signals if you can if you're able to do that I need to clarify Terry Gross is on Fresh Air on NPR and she's amazing she's the best interviewer in the world and if you want to learn how to talk you go listen to Fresh Air with Terry Gross NPR's Terry Gross thank you um, <laughs> uh, moving forward, I wanted to talk a little bit uh, to Maya about oh. the uh, soft no as well oh. because you you soft no like like all the day. I hard no,
2: I hard pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, no is is on your phone. Uh, and so it's what right I there. would love is if you could um, <laughs> express a little bit about uh, what that looks like when you're being polite and knowing, right. uh, and what kind of information you're typically comfortable giving people when you say uh, no to this.
2: Right. So basically, I'm autistic. So when I when I was growing up. I just thought that telling people no was totally legit, and I could just say no and walk away, and that was okay as I've grown into being an adult, I've realized that it's not okay. And even though that's what I would rather do, sometimes you have to make sacrifices to not piss people off. So, generally what I do now is, I'll probably still be very awkward. Like, I don't recognize when people are talking to me unless I also see them. So, lots of times people will be like, hey, what's up? And I will just continue to do what I'm doing and I won't even know that they're talking to me until they're like, Maya, what the fuck? And I'm like, (laughs) oh God, you're talking to me. I'm doing something else. So, I've, I've, I've gotten to Like verbalizing exactly what I'm doing And explaining to them why I can't do the thing They want me to do but I try to Like say I try to Enforce like positivity Like I try to say like hey I have to do this thing It's not that I want to avoid you I do not Want to like cast any negativity Towards you I'm just really busy doing This thing and I will get back to you when i'm ready. Like right now i am very bad at talking to the few friends that i have because i was stressed about this and i'm moving into my apartment right after i leave. And i just posted a facebook status that was like, "Hey friends, we're not friends right now, but right after i'm done moving we'll be friends again <laughs> and i will reach out to you and i just need some space." So i've just been very like explicit, like telling people exactly the space i need, exactly when i'll be back so they can kind of have some expectations for me, but that's what i try to do. Like set expectations for people I think that's the best way for people not to get hurt.
4: Yeah, doing no's with like a no with a follow-up. With yeah. a follow-up is really great. Yeah, like, I like no the And, of and so, Like, especially if the no can come with like, no, but I would love to have a Facebook chat later. Right. Like if there is interest like if you are not interested in anything at all, do not say I want to. <laughs> no period is acceptable yeah. always. But if that is no, I don't have the energy or no I need to go have, you know, room surfers or whatever, tell them that. Most people are like super supportive of respecting what you need. So if it is like it is really great to see you, I'm so happy to see you. I hope you have an awesome PAX, but no, I'm really sorry, I have to go do this. Let's connect afterwards.
2: I realized another thing. As a very anxious person, a thing I've been trying to do is think about my anxieties, where if someone were to tell me no in this particular way, and then I try to affirm the things for them that I would be afraid of, so they're not afraid of those things. Not like my anxiety is the same as everyone, but some of it's kind of blanket stuff, like, I don't, I'm not avoiding you, or I don't hate you right now, or like, this is not, <laughs> has nothing to do with you, it's entirely on me, just because I know that if, if they were to say something to me like that, I would be internalizing it immediately. I'd be like, yeah. fuck, oh, mine's not my friend, this is <laughs> yeah. fucking terrible, I've lost this Person, oh my God. And so I try to tell them, like, you have not lost me. I just don't want to talk right now.
1: (laughs) Right. That's super good because I feel like one of the kindest things that you can do to your friends, to your uh, coworkers, is to let them know your boundaries. And it feels mean to say, no, not right now. Uh, But it's kind to say, but later. Uh, And if you receive that kind of response, um, whether it's a soft no or it's a can't right now because of this, um, that means that the next interaction is in that person's court. Uh, And that's good. Now you know where you stand. You know where the next thing to do is to wait or go talk to somebody else and both of those things are totally normal. Something
4: also that I want to bring up is if you're receiving repeated soft no soft no soft no that might just mean that friend is too uncomfortable to really tell you that they need extended space or that they need something else entirely and that might mean that the ball is kind of in your court to say hey it seems like you need a little bit more space for me. It might mean that you need to kind of like kind of do an extreme act of friendshiping and, and, and say like I'm not going to reach out to them for a while because um, some people have a really hard time with a hard no or with a I need you to, to, to wait a while or whatever. Some people just aren't kind of on that level yet and, and it's hard so if you're getting a lot of soft no's you know some, you, might, you might need to mix it up. That might mean something else so be aware be aware of, of listen to your soft no's <laughs>
1: Uh, Speaking of soft no's and receiving those, especially in a place like PAX, uh, people who are at PAX, who are at conventions, we all have different boundaries based on why we're here, uh, what we're doing, um, what we're interested in seeing. Uh, There are some people who are essentially working customer service. Uh, There are people who are attendees and they're excited to see things and they're going to watch stuff. There are some people who are doing a little bit of everything. Um, But one of the things I'd like um, to talk to uh, in particular Kahil and uh, Jen about uh, is the different boundaries that people have when they are working at the convention. Uh, Maybe they're a creator of a game, or maybe uh, they are running customer service in a booth of some kind. Uh, What kind of of new rules and new boundaries apply to those people? So, Jen, you are one of those people. Yeah. um,
0: Man, someone working at a, a con could be having the best day or the absolute worst day of their year (laughs) and I mean that as someone who absolutely loves PAX, but it, it can be so exhausting for people that work here which means they are absolutely not socially on in the same way as if you were like hanging out with your friends at a party, even though packs can really feel that way sometimes, and it is that a lot of times, if someone is like working in a booth or you know stocking inventory, they are just not socially on in the same way you would be if you're hanging out with your close friends. So it's not really fair to place the same expectation on them. And uh, I have a friend who confessed to me that. Um, he's been going to PECS for a very long time. And he's. this is not like a uh, my friend situation. Like, this actually is a story that a friend <laughs> told me. <laughs> um, that uh, he was someone who hung around his friend's booths a lot. And they, his, the people he was hanging out with actually had to tell him, like, hey, man, you're kind of taking up a lot. They called him a booth fly. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to swear. <laughs> um, I know. But, but they did it. They... I think it's my understanding that he was told this in a way that was like hey this is the boundary and we don't have a lot of energy and time to spare right now because we're all working so we can't really you know literally and figuratively you're taking up space in our booth and that is like at a place like pax that actually is kind of you should be mindful of your space
1: and Keel, I've seen you walk around with several devices strapped to <laughs> every limb you just, have, just the and then matching. also somebody's trailing behind you, and they also have devices strapped to them, and there's this message, it's like you've got a bat phone, it's very intense. <laughs> there was
3: one year where I had my PA wearing my Pebble, so when I would get a text message, she would be like, hey, you got a message, that was we pretty good. We <laughs> talked about
1: the like, methods
4: with which to Velcro devices to our bodies. We were, we were trying that one for a while. <laughs>
3: Um, When you're talking to someone at an event and trying to do friendship with them, it is hard oftentimes because they've been working on that event for the past X number of months or weeks. Like, this is the accumulation of a whole bunch of work for them, so they are very much in work mode. Typically, when I'm at an event, I will only go pretty top level for any sort of new hangouts at first just because, like, I'm balancing this thing or I'm juggling this over here, trying to get things going. And also, like, I consider myself a natural introvert, which may shock some people on this panel, but like, I need to go home and recharge and die sometimes. So it's good to have hiding spots at a show as well, where you, like, you can have friends to hang out with, but then be like, hey, I'm gonna take off now, see you guys later, and don't feel bad about going to you know, like, hide somewhere for a while and calming de- calm down and relax.
0: Permission to bail at
3: yeah. PEX. I mean, oh, you always have yes. permission to bail from any situation. But, like, make sure to take care of yourself that way. Yeah, but for real at
0: packs, super extra permission to bail. Bye, Kate. Bye, <laughs> <Hi>, Kate. <laughs> permission yeah. to bail. Yeah, see, Kate, perfect. Oh, perfect timing. Kate is bailing, and we're only a little bit mad.
3: <laughs> Good timing.
1: <laughs> she has to babysit her niece, which yes. is Aww. precious. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, permission to bail, to uh, babysit your niece, no big deal. Um, So we talked a lot about getting out of stuff, taking care of yourself, uh, you know, taking some introvert time. Um, I literally said to a friend of mine, I'm going to go hide in a hole for a couple hours. I will not tell you where I'm going. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, That happened maybe an hour ago. Uh, So we've all been there. Um, But when we're trying to get people together, when we're trying to make plans, when we're trying to make something happen, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about that, uh, about holding court about saying on Twitter, hey, guys, I'm going to go to Cafe Mox for a little while. Anybody want to wanna drop by? Um, has anybody done something like that? Like, tried to get a group together in a casual way during PAX uh, in one form or another? Yes. Yeah, you have, Jamie.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I think that, like, it's a balance. This has been something that I've been working on really hard because I... Love getting people together. I have friends from all different sorts of friend groups, and it's one of my favorite things to like say, Hey, we're all getting together. I really want everybody to meet each other. Don't take responsibility for the entire social gathering.
3: Oh, yeah. That is the most important thing.
4: <laughs> Number one, set yourself like a general idea of where, when, and what it's going to be. Mo- like, mocks like board games at a place at a time. That is, set that out, let people know, like give a general idea, okay, I want X number of people there, don't put it on Twitter. If you don't want infinite number of people to be able to get there, like use the medium that is appropriate for how many people you want to eventually be able to get there. If you don't want infinite people, don't put it on Twitter. Text you know, the number of people you want to get there. Just kind of, like, use, use your, your reasoning in terms of how to how actually invite people. But do not take the emotional burden of everybody's having fun on yourself.
1: That is so hard. How because the hell do you do that? <laughs> I
4: don't know. Please, somebody email me. <laughs> I think that, like, everybody who tries to do friendshipping has this problem. Like, I know that, like, there are so, well... Maybe not everybody. <laughs> like I know that some people have a very easy time being like, I don't know, issue. But for me, I know that if I invite somebody to a thing, I feel super, super responsible for them having a good time. Try to let that go. Mm-hmm. And don't let don't let other people have that responsibility put onto you as well. Like, if somebody invites you to a thing, be really enthusiastic, be really excited, and know they did a nice thing for you. And also take responsibility for yourself to be like, cool. They invited me to this thing. I'll get myself there. I'll be entertained. I'm not going to be like, hi, you invited me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because that person
0: also we're sharing a seat right now. Other people <laughs> like,
4: yeah. remember that that person. You know, they they are kind of the social center of that wheel. Like they have kind of a responsibility to to social butterfly to other people. So make friends, friendship, friendship in other directions. (laughs) Have that touch point and then make
1: your way out. Uh, So I want to talk a little bit about meeting internet friends, having internet friends, keeping internet friends just on the internet, uh, not crossing streams, Uh, a little bit about that. And then after that, we've actually got a few questions from the internet. Uh, a couple of people um, submitted questions to um, our podcast, which is um, Uh and so we, we stole some. Uh, some of them we already re- uh, responded to, but we'd actually like uh, the rest of our panel to weigh in on. Uh, and so let's uh, do our internet section. Uh, so the first bit is meeting internet friends. Uh, Maya, if you could talk a little bit about keeping your internet friends at the distance of the internet and the comfort that you have in that, that would be wonderful
2: Um, so basically most of my internet friends are not from a space that's local to me, so like in order to meet them I would have to like fly to Finland (laughs) which I would love to do, maybe but I mean not really to meet them necessarily Um, (laughs) just want to go to Finland (laughs) yeah I would just like go to Finland and be like I'm in Finland, okay bye (laughs) (laughs) you <laughs> I'm like more likely to do that than I am to actually meet Senna, who lives in Finland. Um, but anyway, um, I'm kind of just like I love talking to people through a medium where I don't have to actually be looking at them. I have a huge problem with eye contact, um, and I've found that just looking down while you're talking to people makes people feel upset, which I don't intend to do. So I would just rather talk to you like through my phone or something. Even if we're next to each other, like if I could just be talking to you on Tumblr in the same space and we're just like giggling in the same space, like I support it, like. Anything that's through like a phone or a computer or something like that where I can look at a thing that it, I don't think is thinking about whatever I'm thinking about, then that's, that's really good because the second I start looking at people is when I'm like, oh fuck, what are you looking at? Are you looking at my face? Don't look at my face.
1: Oh. Maya, I have to say some of the tenderest moments that I have in my friendship with you is when I see us Liking each other's posts on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, like I really I, like that too. Yeah, when I see like the cycle of like you reblogged an animal that's very round, yep. <laughs> and then I reblogged the round animal and I add the caption round. Yeah, uh, it's it's really dear to my Every heart. Every
2: time I see a post that I think you'll like, I'm like hoping I'm like Trin, please see this. <laughs> like I posted this picture of this dog that was really excited for a bath, and it was literally oh. just a dog sitting in a tub smiling up at whoever <laughs> taking pictures. And I was like, Trin, please see this. (laughs) And then you reblogged it the next day, and I was like, I saw it. It was so, I felt so good. (laughs) Like, we never even talked about it before this moment. I just felt so good seeing it on my dash. I was like, Trin saw the thing. (laughs) I
1: made Trin see the thing. Yeah, it was me. I want to be super clear that Maya and I see each other almost every day. Oh, yeah. We work in the same office. But at the same time, like, our tenderest moments are when we are in our own homes on the other side of town in our pajamas' We're looking at fuzzberta.com Fuzzberda oh Fuzzberda. Yeah. man I, I, I nobody's gonna listen to our podcast after this but they will go see Fuzzberta <laughs> playing any
2: <guinea pig. laughs> yeah for so I'm also really anxious about meeting a lot of people so before Gen Con Trin got me Fuzzberta stickers as like a you can do it nice uh, and now we have matching Fuzzberta stickers she has one on her laptop and I have this one on my phone and sometimes I just look at it and I'm like man me and Trin are friends <laughs>
1: That's all you need. That's all you need, guys. That's all you need. Great. You know what? I feel like we should just answer some friggin' internet questions. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, Like why not? Okay. Oh, this is hard because I have to hold this microphone. Great. Questions from the internet.
2: Cool.
1: Question one. Sometimes my friends make plans on Twitter. It's a public space, so obviously I can see them doing it. I want to be included in this stuff, and when they make plans publicly without me, it bums me out. I've considered just adding at them to tell them that I'm available, too, but I don't want to look like a creeper. What's the protocol here?
4: Don't make plans on Twitter. (laughs) Correct.
1: (laughs) So, Jamie, I I absolutely agree with you, but I'll tell you what every single one of us will yeah, yeah. except for me for maya i, my I, yeah, absolutely. I know, yeah. i'm
2: not even on twitter <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can so, no don't, don't
1: we will make plans on twitter try to take
4: your plans off twitter as quickly as possible as soon as they start ha- as soon as you see the plans congealing as soon as you see like the potential of a plan congealing mm-hmm. take it off of twitter for the kindness no. of everyone involved cuz not every one of your friends can be involved of, with all of your plans like no matter how much you wish that that could be true okay. it, it can't be the case
1: yeah, but speaking to the but
4: other side. Speaking yeah, to the person the who's asking the question. Right. I actually have no idea.
2: Oh, I don't oh, I have an idea. idea. Oh, yeah. train oh,
3: an and I do. Okay. Trin and I know I what to idea. do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Heel, do you want to?
3: I have a slight idea. I would actually probably dive into a DM with someone. Be like, hey, is this open for everyone?
1: That is good. Yeah. Cool. So the DM indicates that they are following each other. And that you're not busting in on the conversation. Because like five years ago, this would have been a phone conversation is what me and Jen kind of came to the conclusion of. And you wouldn't like bust in on somebody's phone conversation. Uh, but DM, I think that that's a good way to say, hey, I'm available, but not being like, invite me.
3: Also, Twitter DMs are kind of bad. So if they don't respond, you're like, ah, then maybe they didn't see it.
1: Oh, I don't read mine. Yeah, <gasps> For any reason. <laughs> Uh, Jen, would you like to weigh in?
0: Yeah, so their question was, um, I'm considering just acting at them and I don't think that's a good idea. No. Yeah, I don't think you should join the Twitter thread even though, I. but I understand the impulse to want to do that and I'm pretty sure I probably have, pretty sure I have done that. But here's the thing that I want to say to this person that asked us this question, which is uh, try not to, as impossible as this is, try not to internalize the idea that all your friends are hanging out without you because it will feel that way sometimes, it, especially if plans are being made publicly on Twitter, which maybe don't do that if you can help it, even though I probably will do it like right after like this. Right after yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Uh, try not to internalize that, like the idea that all your friends got together and were like, let's not hang out with Marissa, okay? Like they probably didn't happen.
1: I was going to do my Marissa. Do it. Do your Marissa voice. My name is Marissa, and nobody invites me to things. Marissa
0: has a really extreme vocal fry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Marissa makes her way on our podcast uh, like almost every week, and it's absolutely due just to my uh, joy in, in voicing her. That's really the only reason she shows up. Uh, but yeah, no, I totally I totally agree with Jen, because uh, what we, we said in our podcast when we answered this question is that the truth is often super boring. Uh, the truth is really just that these people wanted to go get French toast together, and they didn't think to invite you, and they didn't have to, because maybe they just wanted to have a conversation about, I don't know, something that doesn't interest you. Like going to one of those painting nights where you drink a bottle of wine and like paint a bouquet of flowers. You know what I'm talking about? They're very boring. Are they? I, again, Is it boring? I feel like they are. Oh, I mean,
0: there's wine involved.
1: Oh, I do like wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's <laughs> about, about capped.
0: Yeah. Moving Answered. On. Good job, everyone.
1: Yeah, you did it. Mm. Uh, next question. I'm single in my late 20s, and most of my friends are married or will be soon. I feel that our conversations are moving towards more surface level. And that there's an entire side of them that I can't connect with. How can I still feel like I contribute without just talking about Pokemon Go? we are so cute. It's
0: super cute. Yeah. So this person's feeling like maybe left out a little, uh, like they're not connecting with their friends. And then the detail that they just want to talk about Pokemon Go makes me badly want to be their friend. Yeah. I don't even play Pokemon Go. <laughs> I just thought it was sweet. Me either, dude. So, sweet. so what the hell do we tell them?
1: So I feel like <laughs> the idea is to bridge between uh, these two people's lives. I think that the asker is assuming that because my friends are getting married, because my friends are having kids, their lives are so different from mine in a way that is completely unbridgeable.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, and my life is insignificant in comparison. And that's just not true. Yeah. Uh, people choose to fill their lives with whatever they want to fill it with, whether it's uh, their career or... Pokemon Go! or It doesn't matter. Like Things are important if they're important to you. Uh, And your married friends and your friends with kids have the same interest still. They just probably have a little less time. Um, So as the single friend, it's kind of up to you to make the time. Uh, And as the married and the uh, friend with the kid, uh, it's up to you to try and uh, signal, put out that bat signal that you're available and you're still a person. Mm -hmm. Because so often I think we look at parents as though they're no longer fun and they're no longer themselves uh, and that's not accurate you just have less time
0: yeah and your value as a friend is not determined by your interest in video games or lack of interest or if you're single or not or that kind of thing
1: yeah
4: your value is not what is happening in your life it is who you are and if you like if you, I think I've had friends who are like oh they're getting married all they're talking about is their wedding. Oh, they just had a kid. All they're talking about is their kid. Kids. I think my, like, my, my. F-
2: <laughs>
1: oh, Maya. Maya is so displeased. Maya is frowning. Some people can handle this better than Sorry. others. <laughs> some, <laughs>
4: some people are just like, no, I'm out. And yeah. that's totally acceptable. <laughs> but if you have somebody who's just kind of stuck in that brain space. Like, you guys just mentioned, like, the wine and painting nights. Do an activity with them that takes them out of that mind space. Because when you are all day, every day planning your wedding, or you are all day, every day dealing with your kid, and you are always in that mind space, if you can get them into an activity where they are, I don't know, if you're taking chess lessons together, or you are doing archery lessons together, or you're doing something where you can talk about something different and you can kind of reconnect back to that like core friendship that you started with that doesn't have those current events so seeping into every layer of their thought process, I bet you'll probably kind of reconnect with that friend in a way that you are looking for, where you're like, uh, my friends are all gone, and all I can talk about is Pokemon Go. like they're still there, they're just kind of distracted.
1: Archery lessons. that
0: sounds amazing. I, yeah. like, oh, sounds like I, I'm uh, down for archery
3: lessons. I yeah. actually I yeah. actually
0: have a gift certificate for archery lessons. What the fu- what? That's the coolest sentence I've ever heard. How would <laughs> All Something I want to do really is cute. end this panel I, and I go, like, you're like emulated
4: Kiko and Vizel, They did, like,
0: a married couple
4: archery lessons oh, thing. That's like amazing. So, so, not, so not only are
0: you a conscious consumer, you're going to get archery lessons? Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's cool. pretty great.
1: Uh, I would like to talk with the uh, so the next question is the opposite. It's me, uh, and, th- and um, I would like to ask <laughs> this directly. Me. It wasn't to Maya. me
2: but like it really feels like I wrote this question. Maya, I'm turning to you because this question is for you. <laughs> this question is me. I asked the question. <laughs>
3: you should read it <laughs> I
2: should read it yeah should I read the question because it's uh, me oh yeah yeah do it do it Great. Right. okay so yeah I have no idea who oh, wrote this oh, question oh you have it Never mind. I have no idea who wrote this question but it's, it's fucking me um, the question is I don't give a shit about Pokemon Go and I don't know what to do I don't want to go outside I hate bugs what can I do to get my friends back indoors with me <laughs> very good
1: easily one of the best questions we've ever received. Yeah, that person is like the
2: most me person that I've ever with the the exception of the how can I get my friends back indoors with me. It's like, ah, don't don't join me, but like Back indoors where they belong. I do hate (laughs) Pokemon Go. I don't want to go outside. Bugs are the worst thing ever. And, like, my solution to this is make more friends on the internet! So I don't have to go outside. I can stay inside where there's no bugs, or at least I have my bug-killing shoe. And, yes, I do have a bug-killing shoe. (laughs) It was a shoe that I was going to throw away, but it's all shitty, and now I just designate it to killing bugs, and it's just gross. Whatever. Anyway, bug-killing shoe. Um, And now I just play Overwatch with people. I'm like, what's up? You're outside? Here's my battle tag. Like, Let's do things that involve us both being outside
3: where there aren't bugs. Because I really just don't want to go outside in the heat with bugs. Yeah. No, I would trick my friends into doing something dedicated indoors. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Right here, there's a yeah. World of Warcraft board game expansion. Oh, nice. board
4: game. Well, you, see you like games. people being close to you.
3: I sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Cooking things. Sushi yeah. go.
1: I am so glad you all are here. Uh, So we're going to take this one last question from the internet. uh, And then if we have time, which I don't know that we will, we'll probably take one or two questions from the audience. And then we have a special thing for you guys. Uh, So last question from the internet. I've somehow found myself in a friend group that includes a bunch of rad people who make stuff. I am not nearly this cool, and it makes me feel on edge all of the time, like they're going to figure out that I'm lame one day and drop me. Now, I have dreams and ideas of making stuff, but I never follow through. I'm not like them, what can I do?
4: I wanna swaddle this person and just hold them. <laughs> I know, don't you wanna give
1: them like a, a warm bedroom, beverage and drama bath? Like,
4: tell your friends about your dreams and ask for the help. Mm. I think, that is my, my, what I would do, I would tell this, if this person was my friend, that is what I would want them to do. I would want to hear about the creative things that they dream about doing, and I would want to help them.
0: I also think some internal things need to happen, too, with this person, because they seem pretty down about themselves, and they put a lot of value on the things that people make in, like, all the creative projects their friends do. Um, which is great people who make stuff are awesome and people who don't make stuff are also awesome like there's no there's no like we everyone is a fan of something and i'm sure this person is way cooler than they think to be honest the fact that they think so deeply about this kind of thing leads me to believe that they have a they do have some awesome ideas and if they never follow through with them that's still
2: okay (laughs) Absolutely. This is a weird question for me because I feel like I'm on both sides of it. Like, I used to be a person who made a lot of stuff. Like, I used to be the film composer. I'm still technically a film composer, but like, I read a lot of music. I did a lot of this artsy stuff. And then at some point, I just got like really depressed and just like stopped. And now I don't do that anymore, but I do other stuff. Like, I play a lot of Overwatch and I'm very passionate about that. And I'm very like, oh no, but what about the people that make stuff? And I think part of it is what Jen said like, some people don't make stuff. And that's like totally okay. It doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. I feel like you just have to is- associate those people making stuff with their self care. So, like, if they're making stuff and that's great for them and that's their self care, like my self care can be Overwatch. Absolutely. Like, I my self care can getting a seventeen player kill streak with Mercy's pistol. Like, that can be that my is- self care. I don't think I've ever. <laughs> and that's like totally okay. It's allowed. And it took me a while to like associate that with that. But once you once you are able, I know this is not like here I am being your therapist like, la la. Um. But, like, once you once you are eventually able to associate the things you like and say, hey, these things I like are valid, they are good, and my friends know that those things are good, too, because they make me happy, and my friends want me to be happy, is, like, the most immediate, like, oh, fuck it, I don't need to make stuff, whatever. Yeah.
4: If you think that making those things will make you feel good, reach out and, like, ask your friends for help and, and create things and do that. But that is not what will make you like cool or great or awesome and it's not what makes your friends cool or great or awesome. Either. What makes you
2: cool and great and awesome is being happy within yourself or yeah. even not being happy but trying to figure it out because like yeah. I don't want to say it's like only happy people happiness. are cool because yes. like no. all <laughs> depressed people are not cool like I'm depressed. I'm very cool but I'm de- I'm cool in <laughs> other ways Yeah. not that one. I'm yeah. cool what at Overwatch so and Crossy Road and I don't Steven think Universe. I've ever
4: ta- I don't think I've ever killed somebody with a mercy pistol. I am uh. like in
2: awe. Like <laughs> characters I Killed mid ult with my mercy pistol, Winston, Genji, and Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yesterday yesterday I got a play of the game because Reaper was ulting and I just headshotted him oh, and then I'm rezzed so all the people that he just killed. Oh,
3: he must have been. Oh, that's awesome. That's
2: so, oh, that's the cool. best. It was the biggest fuck you yeah. in my Overwatch career.
3: Uh, honestly,
1: I, I would love to end this on uh, Maya's achievements in Overwatch. I just feel yeah. like that's a really yeah. feel-good I note. I would agree with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we have one last thing, which is um, we have something to give you. And yeah. I would love um, for Ooh. Jen to talk about this this project, this weird thing that we're doing, and why. All right.
0: So a little, tiny, huge announcement. <laughs> Trent and I are uh, kickstarting a book in a couple weeks, and it is a postcard book full of nice things you should say to your friends. And I think it really applies to this audience because a lot of the postcards are, um, we haven't reached, I haven't seen you in a while. I only saw you at PAX, I miss you. How can we connect again? And I have a couple examples of postcards that Trin Trin and I have written. Um, Trin, if I bring them up on my screen, will you do a dramatic reading? I would love to. Okay. (laughs) I I just threw this together so there might
1: be typos, but I think it's fine.
0: Oh no, we're good, we're good.
1: It's been a while since we talked, and at this point, it's really a bit awkward. But this is me reaching out to say hi. (laughs) Okay, one more. How do adults even have friendships? I honestly have no idea, and I have no time to figure it out, uh, but I'd like to try.
0: Okay, one more, and this one is my favorite. Trin wrote this. Trin and I wrote this at a bar after several margaritas.
1: Oh, this one! (laughs) Uh, I will never attend your improv shows because I feel too much secondhand embarrassment, but I want you to know that I support you artistically nonetheless. Uh,
3: can you list
0: the designers? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. We,
1: have, let's so we, just we
0: have five very talented designers making these postcards uh, that Trin and I wrote, and we have one of them, a prototype for you today. And if you will do us the honor of sending this to your friend or keeping it, that's cool, too.
1: I think keeping it as a reminder that you do want to reach out to somebody is just as useful as actually mailing it out. I mean, who buys stamps. Uh, so, so yeah. yeah. So, we've got a bunch of them. Um, and uh, this one, I'm gonna. can I read it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not, it's not gonna be dramatic. Uh, but um, I'm sorry we haven't talked in a while. I've been busy, tired, distracted, blank, probably having a lot of anxiety or at uh, This is me reaching out again because I think you're great. Uh, so uh, if you'd like one, just come on by at the end and we'd be happy to give you one and expect our Kickstarter to drop like the first week of October. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> we're very nervous. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to all of our wonderful yeah. panelists.
2: Oh, if anyone wants my battle tag. (laughs)
4: Uh, Yes. Come at me. Yes.